1: All right, here we go. It's 5.07 on the Central Coast. It's Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. I'm Dave Congleton. A couple quick uh, program notes. Tomorrow, we've got the new owner of the Morro Bay Theater coming in. We also are going to begin our coverage of the District 5 supervisor race. That election will be decided in March. Candidate Susan Funk will be here tomorrow. Heather Moreno will join us later in the month. In about an hour, we'll hear from Dr. Gene Nelson talking about wind power and energy in general. It is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Uh, This hour, I always like it when we have a first-time guest. That tells me I'm doing my job of reaching out to the community and uh, finding different voices. I've been uh, wanting to have this conversation with Adam Verdon for a while, even though we didn't know each other until recently. Adam is a local attorney, a commercial pilot. He's co-owner of the great restaurant Old Juan's Cantina down in Oceano. He's the author of occasional opinion pieces in Kelcoast News. And I would point out he's the subject of some rumors and speculation i've known his wife mary for 32 years so it's finally time that we have a chat
2: with adam here he is adam how are you i am i am i'm doing fantastic trying to stay dry in this weather
1: how's that outside i haven't been out for a couple hours
2: it's um there's some convective activity out there um uh, i think they're the, the they're looking at issuing a segment an aviation warning for severe weather in our area
1: yeah uh anything else you want to add on your background anything else you think people should know about you
2: well, I grew up in Oceano, um, um, went to Oceano Elementary School, uh, went to mission for a little while, graduated from Arroyo Grande High. I learned to fly at the Oceano airport. Um, I, I I view myself as a product of Oceano. All right. But you live in Arroyo Grande. But I live in Arroyo Grande, yeah.
1: Right. But your business is in Oceano. That's correct. And you care about Oceano. Well, I do. All right. So let's just get out of the way. Are you, are you here tonight to declare for District 4 Supervisor? Are you going to challenge Jimmy Paulding?
2: Well, I well, I think as citizens, we all we all owe it to ourselves and to our community to challenge our elected officials to be the best ones that they can be. But with respect to that question, which I've been asked to consider running, the only thing I want to run for, Dave, are the hills. Um, that is, um, I, I'm a I'm a I am a happy person in the life I live now. Um, the uh, And I have a full plate.
1: Is that an unequivocal no, that, that you will not run?
2: Well, uh, I, 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 I make a habit of never saying never, so you can't rule anything out, but I will tell you it's not my number one, two, three, four, or five things that i like to do. But I'm a maybe it's 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 not a, the only never okay. i have is not to fly in a thunderstorm
1: all right uh, what what do you think about the job that supervisor Paulding's done so far you're in his district you know you know the supervisor you've I, been critical of him in your calcos news pe- pieces what do you think of him
2: well he, here's here's a recent dis- i actually sat down with with uh, supervisor Paulding a couple weeks ago and had a cup of coffee with him and one let me let me give you two things that i'm encouraged by okay and one is that uh, supervisor paulding and supervisor ortiz leg um wrote a letter to the coastal commission supporting improvements that our airport director is wishing to make on that airport and in order for for him to do that he had to go i think buck up against a few of his supporters to do that so i actually appreciate that and i and i appreciate Sort of the political courage that it took to do that, the other thing i'm encouraged by is he ran on housing um, and we are in desperate need of housing, so we look forward to that and here's what i you know here's here's the conversations I've had with some folks that have expressed some frustrations here and there and and that is i, I look I have no idea what it what's involved with being a supervisor and the, other than I think it's a big job and um, and there's no there's no training course for it. Right. So what I say is, hey, give it some time. Let's look at the votes. Let's look at the policies and let's see how it goes.
1: And what do those people say when you say that? How do they respond, Adam?
2: Well, um, you get different responses. Right. right. Um, but. Uh, But no, I mean, I think, and I think that's true, Dave. I think that's just the way we have to approach it. Fair enough. Uh, Last
1: October, you had a piece on CalCoast News. People can read it, calcosnews.com. Oceano is crumbling. You called it a community in crisis. So when someone like yourself, who was raised in that town, who cares about that town, goes public with that concern, that concerns us. So what prompted you to write that, Adam, and do you still feel that way?
2: Well... So what prompted me to write it is that, in fact, I I believe it was in crisis, and and as and when uh, Calcoast News published that piece, that was sort of the feedback I got was, you know, I'm glad you wrote that. That is exactly how we're feeling about about our community right now, and and that was punctuated by a what I re, who I regard as a very competent general manager in a very well regarded law firm, um, quitting resigning from their service to the OCSD. And when that happened, um, my concern was, well, what's next? I mean, can we even attract another manager in a law firm with the dysfunction and the um, hostility that was present in those those board meetings? But that, I will say, Dave, that was 2023. And let's just say 2023 was a rough year for the OCSD. Um, Here we are 2024 um pavo ogren is our general manager right now I, and i know pavo professionally from when he was a, a manager at oceano before good guy very competent um, the new attorney i don't know but he's reputed to be a good competent person and judging from the last ocsd meeting it appears that the temperatures have been reduced um, i can tell you incidentally that the OCSD board just participated. They just, I think, completed their training today. They just spent two and a half days um, at a forum uh, that would involve leadership and governance. Um, so the goal here is to attract a more permanent manager, because Papa only agreed to be an interim manager, and I think they're in a good place to do that right now.
1: All right. And what do you see your role in in moving Oceano forward?
2: Uh, what? Uh, well, to the extent that I can be helpful, I want to be helpful. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, it, it's the old thing, right? Try to do good. Try not to do harm.
1: Yeah. Well, on a side note, Adam, you're well known because of the great restaurant you have, Old Juan's Cantina. How are things in the restaurant business in Oceano? And have you seen a decline in business at all?
2: Well, what we've seen is. So, you know, being in the restaurant business, I consider ourselves on the front line of discretionary spending. No one has to go to a restaurant, right? Right, And so um, what we've seen is an increase in costs, right, which has resulted in an increase in menu prices. Which, And again, when you're looking at a discretionary spending activity like going out to a restaurant, there's some challenges there. In the restaurant space in our county, I mean, I'm familiar with with about a dozen restaurants that have shuttered their doors mm-hmm. in the last seven or eight months. Now, fortunately, so far, we're doing okay, and we're hanging in there. But it's a tough time to be in the restaurant business. Do
1: you have any idea roughly what percentage of your business is tourist versus local? Because well, of your location, I would, I would guess you'd get a lot of tourists.
2: Right. So you, my view is that you have to appeal to both, right? So during the summer, you have to appeal to... Um, our tourists that come in and then during well this is the perfect time of year where you also have to appeal to our locals right and and so you have to work both crowds really
1: all right we are in conversation with adam verdon why because i've been meaning to do this for a while and we finally got around to having a conversation we have a lot more to talk about your phone calls and text messages still to come we're live we're local we're hometown
0: Mid-State Precious Metals buys and sells gold, silver, and collectible coins, whether it's a single coin or an entire collection. Hi, it's Andy Morris, and if you've got a coin collection and you're not sure what it's worth, let my friend Ron at Mid-State Precious Metals take a look at it. The staff there are all experts in their field, and they bring that integrity to every sale and purchase. You will not get a better offer anywhere. Mid-State Precious Metals is in Atascadero, across the parking lot from the Colony Cinemas, right next to Wildfields Brewery. MidState Precious Metals purchases all forms of gold and silver, from sterling silver silverware to old gold and silver jewelry. They've even got a large selection of silver and turquoise Native American jewelry for sale. If you collect rare coins or you're looking to invest in gold or silver bullion, you have to visit MidState Precious Metals. Again, you'll find them in a Tascadero across the parking lot from Colony Cinemas, right next to Wildfields Brewery. Or you can visit them online at MidStatePreciousMetals.com
3: hi this is coral from ancient peaks winery and cafe come and experience our new seasonal menu with your favorite ancient peaks wines and see all our tasting room and cafe have to offer at the cafe it's wine country cuisine all the way come check out our vegan offering with the new fried mushroom sandwich hand-breaded Mighty Cap lion's main mushroom, vegan slaw, and house pickles on a toasted French hoagie. Not to mention Chef Jacob's incredible burgers, tri-tip sandwiches, and amazing salads that have everyone coming back for more. In the Tasting Room, we're bringing back Happy Hour, Monday through Wednesday from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. Join us for half off our Small Bites menu, including delicious cheese and charcuterie boards, and $5 glasses of any wine from our estate collection. Visit the tasting room right off the 101 on El Camino Real in Santa Margarita. Or for more information, visit us online at ancientpeaks.com. And while you're there, sign up for our mailing list so you can keep up with deals you won't want to miss. That's ancientpeaks.com.
0: This President's Day, don't shop for appliances like this. Uh, hello? Talk to the appliance superheroes at Rafonis. Rafonis has experts on site ready to help. Plus, they will meet or beat any advertised price. So why deal with... Uh, I don't working appliances and head to Raphoni's. Raphoni's is still with the top brands they trust like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and Amana, just to name a few. If they don't have it in stock, they'll find it for you for less. This President's Day, head to Raphoni's in Arroyo Grande where they sell the best and service the rest. Never miss a conversation. Listen to the app, subscribe to the podcast, or play it on demand at 920kvec.com
1: This is the Dave Congleton Show. Tune in tomorrow. We've got more chances to win those Beach Boy tickets. They're coming back to Vina Robles at the end of August. You can go on to the Vina Robles website tomorrow at 10 a.m., though, and get their tickets by typing in vibrations into the code box. Get your tickets now. We are in conversation with Adam Verdon. He's just here because he hasn't been on the show before. And uh, I mean this with no disrespect. He's a player. You know everybody. Everybody knows you. It's about time we had a conversation.
2: We're just chatting, but now I'm really interested because you do have the aviation background. When did you, when did you, when did you fly your, your first plane? Well, I started flying when I was I started taking lessons when I was 15. I soloed on my 16th birthday. Um, I uh, earned my private license on my private pilot's license on my 17th birthday, and then out of high school, um, I was flight instructing. It's really in your blood, isn't it? It's it's a lot of fun. All right, so
1: oh, Here we go. What about the Oceana Airport? What why about, do we
2: uh, why do we need the Oceano Airport? Well so to understand the Oceano Airport, we have to start with the San Luis Airport. And so if you look at the San Luis Airport, Courtney Johnson, our airport director. Who was here a couple weeks ago. Okay. And and uh, Chuck Davison, who runs Slocal, he's a yep. tourism arm. Yep. They have been exceedingly successful in bringing in more airline traffic and more destinations available from San Luis. As a... So there's, there's that piece, so you have just increased activity in San Luis. The second piece is the future plans for San Luis Obispo Airport in five to seven years is the closure of one of our runways. So we have runway 29, which is a 6,000-foot runway, and that's the one the airlines land on, and then there's a smaller uh, diagonally situated airport that's runway 25. So the future plan is to remove 25 and build hangars there. So you get those two things, and suddenly, Oceano and Paso, frankly, but Oceano becomes more important as a reliever airport to support San Luis. Um, And then you look at the training activity that happens in San Luis. Um, It's very hard at a busy time of the day to get any touch-and-go landings in San Luis. You have to go to Oceano. You have to go uh to either oceano or paso and and frankly oceano is closer to us so from a support perspective there we have um oceano do you need both to be supportive though i mean
1: would paso robles not be enough
2: well paso robles is further away further north right oceano is 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 closer to to san luis Mm -hmm. the other thing to consider is that the Oceano Airport geographically is located between Cal Poly's Aerospace Program Vandenberg Space Force Base. And I had an interesting conversation with Melissa James from REACH just yesterday, mm-hmm. along with some Cal Poly faculty, and that discussion was, is there a way of bringing a, some sort of Cal Poly program or presence onto the airport? Now, that was just an initial discussion, but I think there's going to be future meetings and future discussions to see if there's an opportunity there.
1: So how busy, Adam, is the Oceano Airport? How much traffic comes in? Is it really that widely used?
2: You know, it is on the weekends, and it is, um, uh, but not uh, on the weekdays, what you see is training traffic. Um, there isn't a control tower at Oceano Airport, so there isn't a method of tracking like there is at an airport with a control tower. Um Let me just add one la- last sure. piece. So. Um, I had an interesting email this morning from Paul Fawcett. Paul is the um, superintendent of schools for Lucia Marr. And uh, to our north, up in Monterey County, there's a, a program called the Bob Hoover Academy. It's a 501c3 partnered with their Department of Education. And what they do there is they set up a program through their high school where young kids in high school can come in and engage with aircraft. They accept something like 40, 40 high school people a year into the flight training program, and then they have pass um, a, um, into aircraft maintenance as well. So there may also be an opportunity to really duplicate a program. Now, <laughs> I'm gonna say, that that is admittedly in the pipe dream stage of planning, right? But it was a very encouraging email that I received this morning.
1: Well, it kind of ties into a text coming in on the Stolberg line reminding us that the Oceana Airport is a huge asset to student pilots.
2: Extremely, extremely so. And incidentally, it's also, I, I believe it's either the or one of the largest toy drive locations uh, in our county.
1: What, the pilots fly
2: in and drop off toys? They do, mm. yeah.
1: So what do you say to the folks, you know, Mr. Varney and Ms. Ernst and others, who want to see the airport closed down and that property developed for Oceano?
2: Well, well, first to develop the property is problematic. It's um, All the land around the airport and the land in between the runways and the taxiways is considered a wetland. It's also under the purview of the Coastal Commission. So couple those two things together, I think you're going to be hard pressed to build anything assuming you, can, assuming you can remove an airport. I mean, that's a piece of infrastructure there. And, and, and by the way, we do need housing, but we don't need it on our airports.
1: Well, and what, just assuming that they were to close the airport, what would the process be like there? What does it take to close it? Because you said well, you I can't think, close an airport.
2: Well, why, no, why can't I, you? Well, no, I, I think you can, but I think it's hard to close an airport. So um, first, the FAA has designated that as an essential airport, right? Okay. So then the second piece of that is I think there's something north of $3 million of accepted money uh, on improvements in the airport over the years, that would have to get paid back to the federal government. So then there's that's there's the second piece of it, and then the third piece of it is how do you develop on a wetland? I I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know how you do that. So um, um, I but look, I think some of the criticism is valid. If you look at that airport and you say, hey, you know what, that airport could could and should be better engaged with the community. I look at that as a problem to solve from, from an aviation standpoint.
1: And how might that happen, Adam?
2: Well, as I mentioned, I had a conversation with, with Melissa at REACH uh, and, and the folks at Cal Poly to see if it's possible to bring a program in there. Um, you know, I had an encouraging email this morning with regard to a conversation regarding a concept like the Bob Hoover Academy up in Monterey.
1: Hmm. So what about economic development in general for Oceano? Do we need more down there? And what might that look like?
2: Well, um, first, in in terms of economic development, um, we have, in 2013, a group of citizens led by the county developed a a concept called the Revitalization Plan. Uh, Well, it was the Revitalization Plan of 2013, and and what it talked about were improvements made in the downtown corridor on the other side of the bridge, sort of um, near where the train depot is, near where the melodrama is. So um, that is something worth pursuing. Um, but that needs to happen on the county level. Now, I will say that Caltrans, um, through a program through the governor's office, um, is uh, scheduled to break ground on the plaza. Kind of if you if you're familiar with the area uh, adjacent to La Tapatia and mm-hmm. Sylvester's Burgers.
1: Yeah. Uh, do we know where uh, Supervisor Paulding stands on this? Is he supportive of the Ocean Airport?
2: Very much so. And and like I say, I think that's I think that's very encouraging. Um, I think. Um, there's, there's, I think, uh, Supervisor Paulding, and frankly, the entire Board of Supervisors recognizes the airport as an opportunity and as a potential economic driver for our area tied into um, kind of the countywide aerospace um, efforts that, that's sort of underway right now.
1: As we get ready for the news break, it sounds like you don't see the Yoshiwan Airport going anywhere in the near future.
2: Well, I really don't. Simple as that. Well, well, um, I I don't okay. see it going anywhere, but I right. think that we all need to work hard to make to make it come up to its full potential.
1: On the Stolberg line, I believe Jimmy Paulding's doing a great job representing Oceano. Uh, what makes your guest think he can do a better job than Jimmy Paulding? Uh, Adam's not here running against Jimmy Paulding.
2: No, and 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 to that question, I mean, Dave. The other day, I woke up and I put. Uh, two different shoes on my feet. I, I have no idea I can be a, a good supervisor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So no, you're you're still thinking about it. We'll leave it at that.
2: I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's I will put it way 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 back in my mind.
1: All right. Fair enough. We are off to California headline news and ABC radio news. Craig updates us on time saver traffic and particularly weather. There's a lot happening out there. And then we'll come back with Adam Verdon. Welcome your phone calls. Read your text messages. This is Hometown Radio. This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show, where we're serving up a conversation with Adam Verdon, attorney, commercial pilot, co-owner of Old Juan's Cantina, author of Opinion Pieces in Cal Coast News, maybe running for office at some point in his life. We don't know yet. We've talked a little bit about what's happening in District 4. We've talked a little bit about the airport in Oceano. Talk a little bit about Oceano and how things are going there in general. If you want to join in the conversation, please do. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. As we're back with you, Adam, right before the break, we're talking about economic development. Some in Oceano see the answer as being uh, hooking up with Grover Beach.
2: Where are you on that? Well, you know, I think I think that any community that is working and talking with their neighbors to figure out a way of being – more efficient, uh, sharing resources, and so forth, I think that's a valid conversation to have. Um, and, you know, f- frankly, if you look at the five cities and you look at what a small geographic area it is and, and the and the, and the high number of government agencies in that small area, I think that conversation makes a, not, a lot of sense, not just with Oceano and Grover, but maybe with our adjoining communities as well.
1: Yeah, but what about beyond the conversation?
2: Well. With respect to annexation, I, I, here's here, here's here's the deal with annexation in Oceano. Oceano has historically been opposed to it. This has been proposed. It's it's an old idea, and it's been proposed several times in Oceano, and it's been rejected every single time. So, if you are going to have a conversation with. A, with, say, Grover and Oceano, you really need to engage the community first, understand where that resistance is coming from, and and figure out ways of either relieving it or or understanding that maybe it's just not a, a doable approach. Um, the, um, y- you know, I think in this last effort it went from step one to step three, and step two, the public engagement process didn't quite happen. Hmm. So, and and if you think about where people are in terms of their general distrust of government, and we're going from, hey, here's an idea and then hey, let's let's send it to LAFCO to study. No, I don't people don't know hmm. people think LAFCO is a comedy club.
1: Yeah. But does Adam Verdon support annexation?
2: Oh Adam Verdon supports I what I support is a conversation okay. that starts the discussion. Okay. Whether so, or not it goes to annexation or not, I don't know. And I don't know what those what those competing equities look like. I mean, is Grover Beach Grover Beach just had a huge meeting a, a very controversial meeting about raising water rates, how would that community feel about fixing our sidewalks in Oceano?
1: Let's go to Jeff and Los Osos on KVEC. Hey, Jeff. Yes,
4: good evening, Dave. Hey, Jeff. I think uh, your guest and I would agree on one thing, and, and that is uh, Oceano is a community in crisis. However, that's where it ends because it's my view your guest um... supports the institution institutions in oceano that that are the status quo and i'll just give you a handful of items and if, and if i'm off on any of this please correct me uh... at the end Um but we've got the odsvra and the entrance at pier avenue uh... that's problematic for the community of oceano the airport has been discussed the the basic thrust uh, there is the county wants to dump $10 million into that airport to make sure it's never used for anything else, in spite of what the community may want. Then we have the reference to the, the general manager, Will Clements, at the OCSD. He was, he was the cause of the dysfunction at that district, uh, and it was about time he left. Uh, we've got VACO, which everyone knows replaced the OAC.
1: Uh, you have reach, yeah. But Jeff, but Jeff, Jeff, I only had Jeff, 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 Jeff. I only have a half hour here, and I got a first-time guest, and you're you're backing up the dump truck on all these issues.
4: Uh, well, it's a nice list. He's familiar with all these items. I sure, he, I'm sure he can respond. And if I missed, if I missed something, please correct me.
2: Hmm. What do you want to tackle here, Adam? Well, let's take let's talk about the ODVSRA. I think we're talking about vehicle access on the beach. I mean, there was a recent study. Um, that was done by Slocal, and and it was <laughs> supported by the City of Arroyo Grande, City of Grover, City of Pismo, County of San Luis Obispo, that indicated that that activity contributed a half a billion dollars in economic contribution to our county. And so how do you ignore that? And let's just say that you take issue with a study, which I think it's a valid study, but there's folks out there that don't do, think you, it is. Well, you you want No, you no, no, no. One, no. Uh, let me, here, here, let, let the, me finish. Let the guest speak. Right. But let's just say that you want to cut that in half and call it $250 million. That is a significant economic driver for, for our county. And to ignore that is, well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's not rational to me that you ignore it.
1: Hmm. What else, Jeff? Well, I, on that, on
4: that uh, uh, half of half $500 million, our total uh county revenue from all sources visitor serving is still about two billion, just under. And the idea that the ODSVRA is an economic engine representing twenty five percent of that is laughable. Um the, the you know there's been several studies uh a hundred and seventy three million, two hundred and forty two million uh, you know, I think one needs to look at, I support the ODS VRA, but not with an entrance at Pier Avenue. And I would be curious if your guest would support closing the entrance to vehicles at Pier Avenue and supporting a, an entrance at Phillips 66. And
2: I'll what, close
4: with that. Thank you.
2: Very much. All right, Jeff. Thanks for the call. The answer is no, I don't support that. Why not? Because well, that's right by your restaurant. Well, of course. It's right by the restaurant. And now what you're doing is you're moving that economic driver away from our from, from South County. And What will happen now is now you're 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 driving that economic driver more towards Guadalupe and Santa Maria. And you know, my view is that we keep it close to us. Now what might make some sense is having two entrances. So let's just say you have an entrance at Pier Avenue, right? Well, let's call it three entrances, right? Grover, Arroyo. Grover. And, excuse me, Grover, Oceano, and then the Phillips 66 entrance. Because if you think about the activities that happen on the, you know, when people access the beach by their cars, by vehicles. There are different recreational ecosystems that happen out there. There's folks that drive out there in the minivans. They're day users. They're building uh, sandcastles. There's folks that go fly their kites, fly their RC airplanes. They go surfing, and then further south, you have people that I I call it more spirited riding out there and more camping. And so, I, you know, if if, but here's what I will say: I think there's room for discussion and a solution that works for the community. 805-543-8830.
1: If you want in on this conversation with Adam Verdon, oh, you'll love this text coming on the Stolberg line. Make sure Adam discloses that Dollar T's leg and his wife Mary are best friends. Who cares? cares?
2: Is that, I might. Yeah, go and comment. Hey, look, Don, Don Ortiz. It's a small town. Yeah, it's a small town. We know. We know. Uh, we, we know. Sometimes, most of the time, it's great. Sometimes, it's not. Don Ortiz. Ortiz's is a great person and a supervisor. I agree with her on some issues of policy. She's a pro housing person, a pro business person, and 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 we supported her this, election, this last election cycle.
1: Speaking of support, you have also come out in favor of the Dana Reserve Housing Project. Why is that so important?
2: Well, that's okay. So. Uh, Let's put this in context. First, let's start in Sacramento. Governor Newsom set a goal of 3.5 million houses to meet our housing needs. So there we have Sacramento. So then, more recently, we have we had the point in time count that just occurred. Right. In that point in time count, uh, the Five Cities Homeless Coalition. I, I'm a, I'm a member of I'm a, I'm a board member there. I was talking to Jana Nichols this morning. They had six team members go out to the Santa Maria bed as part of this count. In five hours, they uh, encountered 83 homeless folks living in the riverbed. Most of those folks were employed. So from Sacramento to the folks living in the riverbed, I think the message is we need more housing. Go to... Go, ahead, Go the... to any economic ec- economic study in our area. We need more houses.
1: All right, let's so, take another call. We've got Dan in Oceano. Hi, Dan. Hey. Hey, hey. Dave.
4: Hey, Dan. Hey, Adam. Hey. hey, Dan. Hey, please run for supervisor, or please run to try to uh, replace Charles Harney. I mean, I'll vote for you either way. I will donate to you, but... Uh, Man, we need to have the beach open and uh, uh, philip 66 that would be great. Open that up. How much more beach will we get back? Mm-hmm. That right. would be actually awesome
1: Let's open talk about all that. those things up Let's talk about that Dan, thanks for checking in. So what's the deal with you and Charles Verney?
2: So you know um, here's here's what I'll say about about Charles what I will say is this. In his more recent meetings at the OCSD, I, he's been restrained. He's been respectful, and, and I've heard similar reports from other folks that have been um, that have that have that have engaged with him recently. So what I say is I'm very encouraged by that, and that's my current deal with Charles Varney.
1: All right, eight zero five five four three eight eight three zero a 8830 for Adam Burden. Before the last call, you were talking about the need for the Dana Reserve housing project.
2: Well, I think what the Dana Reserve does is it is it, is it is it is it represents a test for our county. Do we believe in more housing or do we not believe in more housing? Are we going to support it and make it easier to build houses or are we not? I mean, that's really the fundamental question. And, you know, the I think the county had reprioritized um, housing and homelessness as priorities and and let's see if they walk the talk
1: what do you think is going to happen with that
2: i suspect it's going to be approved i would be very discouraged it wasn't a five zero approval
1: the article in the tribune i believe was the tribune interviewed you and you talked about the challenge you face as a business owner in south county with your employees
2: that's correct. So right now, um, we employ about 52 p- full and part time folks. Of those 52 people, as of this morning, uh, we have nine folks that live in Lompoc, Santa Maria, and we have one that lives in Guadalupe. And that's just one business, Dave. One business. I mean, it's, 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 it's moved away for me from an economic issue to an ethical one. I mean, are we going to house people? Or are we not?
1: All right, uh, 805-543-8830, or 800-549-5832 for Adam. It, but uh, will the Dana Reserve make that much difference?
2: It won't. You know, if you ask me if do I support the Dana Reserve, I support it times two. We need, we need more of that. You know, to me, the county leadership should be engaging with our developers not just this developer, but other developers and saying, hey, we have a housing crisis. What can we do to make the process easier? You know contractors. I know contractors. We know architects. I've never been at a cocktail party with an, with a, with an architect or a contractor that's talking about how easy it is to build houses here. So what?
1: how do we make it easier to build houses?
2: Well, that's a good question. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the governmental process. So, in the Dan- in the case of the Dana Reserve, I think they've been added for what three, four years now, mm-hmm. and and nothing's approved yet.
1: Let's take another call. We have Janine in San Luis. Hey, Janine.
5: Hey. Um, hey. Dave, I just uh, just now turned on the radio and heard the last like five minutes. Um, comment uh, on the Dana Reserve. That's taking out. Uh, uh, wonderful old oak area um, adjacent to um, property lines that this is important for the environment so we don't cut down trees that are feeding um, helping birds and all all of the above and then uh, there's got to be other, other areas that don't have to cut down massive amounts of trees uh, also that it's pretty far from santa, Barbara, santa santa maria as it's not going to provide actual low-income housing for uh... workforce on to comment about um... charles Varney, he's a buddy of mine he's an environmentalist and he doesn't want to see from oceano doesn't want to see rvs ramming up and down the, the, the beach and wrecking um, trashing the place, wrecking up the um, the birds, but also just driving over over sand and taking it off. but we've seen I've been there and seen three to four hundred RVs and then those those RVs that got um, you know tipped over in the in the big rains, and everybody should what, we should moan and groan for those folks no. I'm sorry.
1: Janine, there's a lot there. I appreciate the call. We're going to talk about that. Thank you for calling in. So, um, the concern about the Dana Reserve project is the destruction of
2: oak trees. Oak trees. Yeah. Property. So, so and that is a valid concern. There's no question about it. But I put at a higher level of concern the folks living on the riverbed, folks that can't find ho- homes. Um, just the affordability of staying here. And so, I mean, as controversial as it might be, I mean, given the choice, Dave, I say cut the damn trees and build some houses.
1: Mm. And then the second part is Charles Varney and his passion for protecting the dunes and the beach.
2: I think it's important um, that uh, Charles continues to express his point of view. I will say kind of incidentally um i think charles occasionally drives on the beach he was recently spotted driving out there so um who knows maybe he's a convert convert you can ask him next time he's on the show
1: okay i'll make a point of it all right adam verdon is here we're going to come back for one last segment we're live we're local we're hometown radio we're in our final segment with adam verdon and we have greg checking in from cayucas hey greg
6: good afternoon gentlemen hey, i Kind of late comer to the conversation here. I only caught about the last ten minutes or so, but I have been um, uh... kind of studying at a distance from Cayucas, the uh, Dana Reserve project. And while I respect the you know the mandate from Sacramento that we need to build housing and that there are homeless people in the Santa Maria River bed and whatnot, the homeless pop- population is everywhere in this county. You don't have to go. You know, to the South County or across the border down to Santa Maria to see it. It's, you know, Morro Bay for crying out loud is a significant problem right now. But that doesn't mean we take on a project like the reserve where they're going to clear cut 3,000 mature oak trees. And, uh, you know, just the, you know, the, the massive scale of that project would increase the population of Napomo 25%. I mean, it's overkill on a grand scale. And what I just would like to comment on, I think that the developers had a chance to to state his case. The uh, community is going to promote or, uh, you know, um, deliver another um, community-developed project uh, approach that they would like to air I think it's this coming Monday at uh, Napomo High School, if I'm not mistaken.
2: You know anything about this? You know, I've heard I've heard that. I don't know the the details of it, but I heard that uh, some you know a group of people that opposed the Dana Reserve are now coming up with a plan for it.
6: Yeah, it's just an alternative, and I think it's a much more. I've seen the details, and I, to me, it makes a lot more sense. It's a, a lot more conservative and a lot more respectful of the environment the uh, local community down there and the impact the massive uh, proposal would have on it. This is worthy of hearing, and I think this, uh, as I said, I'm pretty sure it's this coming Monday night at uh, the high school and the community's invited to attend. I think it's an important one for people to see.
1: Greg, I'm glad you called. Thank you very much. Well, you have someone. You're really upsetting. This person has been, this is like seven text messages here. Yeah. I'll read the last one. Adam doesn't care about the environmental injustice of riding on the dunes, the air pollution and gas guzzling of small airplanes, the tree destruction at Dana Reserve. So I guess it's fair to ask do you you care at all about the environment? I don't mean to be flippant. What are your environmental concerns?
2: Um, Well, there's a lot to unpack in that, right? I think that You know, I think that there's ways of accommodating both uh, vehicle access on the beach and respecting uh, the environment. I think they have, there's a huge area of protected space right now on the Oceano Dunes. Uh, with regard to the air to the air pollution coming off the dunes, I think there's two views. Uh, you know, Supervisor Paulding has expressed to me that he believes that the dust mitigation measures are working or near working. Now, there's an argument as to whether or not they're even necessary, but I think that's a very encouraging position, right? Um, the um, And with regard to airplanes and...
1: and I think people are just trying to get a sense of whether or not the environment matters to you. Of course.
2: Yeah. No, I mean... Because you live here. I live here. I walk our trails here, and I enjoy our open space. And as critical as I am of the Coastal Commission, you have to respect the large amount of coastline that is protected. Um, No, it's... uh, I think you're... in, in, in. Yes. I, I mean, I love our environment. I enjoy it. And uh, I spend a lot of time in it.
1: Uh, last text on the Stolberg line. Uh, people are talking about the Dan Reserve uh, low 800,000 for homes. How affordable is that?
2: I don't know. I guess
1: they're asking does that meet your vision of getting those people out of the creek bed and giving them housing?
2: Well I think I I don't think I mean people self help housing is involved in a good portion of that. I doubt people self help housing is looking at selling homes for eight hundred thousand dollars. I question the accuracy of that information.
1: Right. What didn't I ask you that you were hoping I'd ask you?
2: Um Um, I I was hoping you'd ask me if you wanted to go, you know, if you wanted to go flying with me. Uh, It's funny. I'll get on a commercial jet.
1: But I'm petrified of private planes. Mm. I was on one to Mexico, and halfway through, I'm like, what am I doing here? But one never knows. Uh, Adam Vernon, it's been a pleasure. i got about 45 seconds for a final thought. What do you want to say in closing?
2: Okay, so I'm on the board of Jack's Helping Hand. And if, you know, if anybody's in a place to do it, if you go to jackshelpinghand.org. You should or, explain what that is. Uh, so Jack's Helping Hand is an organization that serves uh, families who have uh, children that are med- medically fragile. And we support them both through uh, financial aid and through programs that we have. And if you go to our website, jackshelpinghand.org, you can learn more about the organization. I encourage you to do so. Um, also, I'm on the board of the Five Cities Homeless Coalition. Half the work they do is homeless prevention. Um, they have also had great success with, with uh, the Cabins for Change program. Um, And I encourage you to go to 5chc.org as well and learn more about that organization. And support your local nonprofits. Support your local nonprofits. All right, Adam.
1: Thanks for the conversation. I hope you'll come
2: back. Thank you very much.
1: Off we go. We've got news and traffic and weather. Dr. Gene Nelson is next. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show.